So most people don't understand the growth stages of business, which is why most people get so stressed out or feel trapped, whether they're working in a business or whether they're a business owner. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I share mindset, lifestyle, and business hacking tips, tools, and some painful lessons along my journey from growing my businesses and also working with some of the top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and professional athletes. Driven Mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Michael Mojo, founder of Mojo Human Performance Institute, where we focus on business, mindset, and lifestyle hacking for those driven to achieve more, which we call Driven Mofos. That's our community, right? The Driven Mofos. So the reason why I do these episodes is that most people waste their life, and I just don't want you to be one of them. So now let's talk about the growth stages of business. Now this comes up quite a lot because I guess I get to interact with a lot of business owners. I also get to interact with a lot of people who work in businesses. And there's a common misconception that business shouldn't have problems, but it always has fucking problems. Anything that grows has to have stress and anything that expands has to have pressure. If you go back to the fundamentals of physics, anything that expands normally does so through pressure. Now, anything that grows normally does so through stress. Now, if a business is growing and it's growing quick, then there's going to be a lot of stresses and a lot of pressures. If business is slower and a lot more methodical in its growth, then there's going to be less stress and less pressure, but probably less growth as well. Now, at any level, whether you're a business owner or whether you're a staff member, these stages are really, really important to understand. Because if you're someone who likes slow and methodical work and you go and work in a startup business, it's going to be chaos. It's going to be crazy. There's going to be a lot of stress, a lot of pressure, a lot of changes, probably a lack of leadership, a lack of systems, a lack of process. But if you're working in a large business, there's probably a lot of systems, a lot of process, a lot of management, a lot of leadership, but there's not really a lot of autonomy. You're going to find it really, really hard to do stuff without having to put in checks and measures. And you're going to feel trapped with your creativity that you can't just go and implement things. At every stage of business, there are different problems. Once you know this, it's so much easier to grow a business or to work in a business. A great example of this is one of the mistakes that we've made in the past is hiring staff. Now, we were a small business startup, which means that really there isn't much leadership and there's not much leadership, not because for me personally, I can't lead. Well, that was one of them. I didn't know what leadership was. I mean, I know what leadership is, but I didn't know what it was in regards to a startup business. So what happens is that when you're in a startup business and probably making under a million dollars, or even depending on the industry that you're in, it might be a million and a half, it might be 2 million. What will normally happen is that the owner is normally the head of sales, the head of marketing, the head of customer relations. They're the ones who have to manage all the jobs. So they're also a manager. They normally are a leader. And so they've got to be across all the leadership side of things and give direction and vision. And they pretty much have about 90 to 95% of the business resting on their shoulders. Now, if you ask staff members, they'll go, oh, that's bullshit because you know, we take all this you know, extra stress and stuff, but that's not true. As a startup business owner, you are doing a lot of things and the responsibility is yours. Like I know for us, when we first started, even though I have had a sales team, our sales team would normally underperform massively. And so I would have to go in there and prop up sales. Now on a month where they had a good month, I would stay out of their way a little bit, just let them do their thing. But then the next month it was just shit. And so I would have to go in there. I would have to try to prop them up. I would have to again, lead them. I would have to manage them. I would get super frustrated because I'm also responsible for client delivery. I'm also responsible for marketing as well. There were so many different things that I had to be over that I was responsible for. I was the one who was accountable for those outcomes and those results. 
So it was quite stressful. It was actually, in fact, it was extreme stress and extreme pressure. And this is why a lot of businesses fail in startup because it is extreme pressure, especially if you're wanting to grow. Now, if you're a solo business owner, and let's just say you know, you've know you got your ABN or Australian business number, or you know, you're a single person business, that's a lot different. The stresses are completely different because you can just wake up, go do your art. And that's essentially what you are is you're an artist. So you might have an electrical business or what you call an electrical business. And you go and providing you've got enough customers and you might get work off of a couple of builders, you go out, you do your job, and then you go home at the end of the day and you might have to do some paperwork or so on, which is also time for money. And so you're still probably getting paid as much as if you're working for someone else. The difference is you can't knock off work at 12 o'clock on a Friday afternoon and go to the pub. Whereas if you're a solo self-employed individual, you can go to the pub at lunchtime, you can knock off early on Friday, you can work on Saturday should you choose to, you just sort of set your own hours which is good for some people. I mean, my dad loves it. He enjoys that sort of stuff. But there are other people out there who want to grow their business. So they start hiring staff. And once you hire staff, every time you do that, everything compounds. There's yourself and one other person. That can become a little bit more complicated. So it hasn't really compounded too much yet. The problems haven't compounded. And when I say compounding, I mean that they become a multiplication, not a plus. So if you add one person, that's plus one. But now the communication problems multiply. And they multiply because that person now has to talk to you, they have to talk to customers, they have to talk to suppliers potentially, and so on. And so that can create not just a couple more problems, that can start to create a lot more problems. And so now let's say you bring on four staff members, that might be anywhere between 100% to 400% more problems in the business because it multiplies and it multiplies really, really quickly. And so the business needs more leadership It needs better management. It needs better ops and better systems. So this becomes a huge bottleneck in a business that's starting to scale and to grow with more staff members. But then the problem is, is if the business owner starts putting in systems, processes, structure too quickly, then all that happens is their cash flow drops to almost zero. Staff end up crazy and erratic and doing weird shit. You know, your hair will fall out and you start hearing all these problems. You start hearing problems from customers. You start hearing stuff from suppliers. You go to go check your accounts and then you'll see that one of the staff members has put all this extra shit on the account and you're like, what the hell is going on? And you'll just get massively overwhelmed with these problems. So not only do you at startup have to be the head of sales, in most cases, the head of marketing, you also have to be the head of finance. You also then have to almost babysit a whole bunch of individuals that sometimes can be pretty fucking crazy and do weird shit because they just don't have systems and processes and any infrastructure. But should you build that out too quick, then cash flow is going to drop and staff will just create a whole bunch of problems. So it's a slow process. It is a process of putting a little bit of time into better systems and better processes and infrastructure. Or what you can do is you can keep focused on cash flow, make more money, and then hire someone who comes in in more of a management position. But if they've come in from a management position in a larger organization, they won't last. And only recently, or last year, we were going to hire, or we did hire a new GM. And one of the reasons we didn't give a job to someone who was very highly qualified, who had an amazing resume, was because they'd worked in larger organizations. And the problem and the fear that I had was that if you take someone from a larger organization where there is a lot of process, a lot of structure, a lot of slow moving parts where you can sit and you can think and you can plan and you can prep. And this might take three to six months to plan and prep a project. Whereas in a startup business, you essentially have two days to plan, prep a project and get that shit done. So the speed of implementation is completely different at startup and things are a lot more chaotic and a lot more erratic. And so 
Some managers, when they go from a large organization to a smaller organization, can't cope. And also when someone goes from a smaller organization to a large organization, they can't cope. And we've had it before with marketers. I hired a really good, amazing marketing person, but they wanted to start at nine o'clock every morning. They left at five o'clock every night, didn't want to work weekends, didn't really have the drive to push too hard. He just cruised. Now, for a larger organization, fantastic. He would do great. He was smart enough to sort of figure stuff out and so on. But he just didn't have that work ethic that you need in a startup business. Startup is crazy. It is like, if we don't make money tomorrow, we die as a company. That's like the first stages of startup. So it all comes down to sales, marketing, and delivery. And you've got to do it really, really quickly. And you have to adapt quick. Things change really, really quickly. Let's just say you've got a job that's a smaller job with small profit margin. And then you've got a larger job with larger profit margins. You might be prepared to go and do the couple of little smaller jobs with low profit margins. And then now you've got to quickly change and drive all the team onto that other job because that's the one that's going to keep the company afloat for a little bit longer. So these things happen consistently in startup business. And that's why if you're listening to this and you're a business owner, you need to know what stage of business you're at. You also really, really, really need to understand the problems that are going to occur within the stage of the business life cycle that you're at. Because if you don't, you're going to be one of those business owners who are just like, staff's fucked, business is fucked, everyone's fucked, no one gives a shit, there's too much pressure, and you could potentially be one of the business owners that I've seen over you know the last 10, 11 years of working in this industry who have alcohol problems, who have drug problems, who are up to their third or fourth divorce, you know, who have health crises, who have mental health breakdowns, who are burnt out all the time and tired. All of these things can happen just by not understanding the stage and the implementation time that it takes. Now, there are plenty of people out there who compare their business to the unicorn business, which are just in the right market at the right time, in the right situation, and they have huge amounts of growth, e.g. Facebook, Google, all that stuff. But the majority of businesses won't be like that. They're unicorn businesses. There are very few of them. There's probably one out of every 20 million businesses that are like that, maybe even less. And even if you go to the share market and you have a look at the Australian share market, most of the businesses that are in the top 100 haven't been around for the last 20 years, right? So they come and they go. So even larger organizations can falter and fuck up and fail. My point is you have to know what stage of business that you're in. Also, if you're working for somebody else, it's important to know the stage of the business that they're in. Like we've had plenty of staff that we've hired. They last three to six months. They resign and they go, this is fucking mental. Working for Michael's crazy. He has too much pressure, too high expectations. But that's a startup business, especially if you want to make it in an industry that's expanding rapidly, that has a lot of competition. The barrier to entry is small and some staff love it. Some staff absolutely hate it. And it's because they may be working for a larger organization again, where they're used to having timeframes set out. They're used to having good management. They don't really have a lot of autonomy. They just get told what to do every day and they just follow a system and a process. So essentially some people, they can take their brain out, leave it at the front door, start their day, and then they put their brain back in and leave work. That's how some people operate. Now that does not work in a startup business in most cases, not unless you've got a heavy investor behind you who's spending a lot of money in that business and they are very rare as well. And there are a lot of businesses out there who do have investors and they end up going completely bankrupt because they just waste too much time, they waste too much money and they don't know how to generate sales, do marketing, and also deliver the product and the service at a fast enough speed. And so they end up going broke. They've got to go back to that startup phase anyway, where they need to work at startup speed just with cash in the bank. That's the first stage. Once you cross that stage, you start putting in processes, you start to put in systems, 
But then what happens is normally the next bottleneck is that the business owner has to then start to shift into more of a leadership role where they have to start letting go of things. But then what happens is a lot of business owners start to hire people that they can train and develop. That can be another huge bottleneck at the next growth cycle. Because if you've got to then train and develop people as a leader, and I've made this mistake as well, is that if you've got to consistently train and develop people, what will end up happening is you'll once again become the bottleneck in your business because you're putting all this effort and energy into training people who then you've got to watch over all the time. And because normally you won't have proper process yet, you won't have proper systems, you won't have proper tracking or KPIs. As this starts to happen, you will just bottleneck the business and it will just seem like everything's chaotic again. So what the next stage really needs is great leadership and great direction. And so you've got to start driving the business from the values of the business. You have to start driving the business from the vision of the business. And you have to start setting things like a 90 day plan. This is the exact reason why in my business growth odyssey event, which is a 12 month mastermind that we have, we have people flying from all around the country to come to that event. When we do that, we normally catch up every 90 days. So we've got one coming up in the next week or so. In that event, I set it up for 90 day check-in because what that does is it allows the business owners to set their next 90 day goals with other business owners where they can communicate and talk about their next 90 day plan, pick it apart a little bit, help fine tune it. And then also I'm in the room as well so I can walk around and help everybody in their business to set that next 90 day game plan. Because as a business owner, as you start to scale your business, you need to start driving it from the vision, the values, but also the next 90 days. And then from there, you've got to have the right meeting, the right meeting pace, I guess you could call it, where sometimes you'll need to have like a morning huddle every morning to make sure that everyone is on track with exactly what they need to do. Because over that 90 days, you'll find that most staff will just go off track. And again, you need good leadership and good direction in order to scale. So normally as you're starting to grow your business beyond a million dollars up to about 10 million, you're gonna have that problem consistently where you're gonna to have to keep driving the team in the right direction, keeping them focused, making sure they don't get too distracted by other ideas and things that aren't priorities. And so you might need things like morning huddles. You definitely need a team meeting every week unless you're over 50 staff. Once you get over 50 staff, then you've gotta break up those team meetings into departments and so on. And you'll have managers that then feed that back up into like a leadership meeting and so on. These are the things that you really, really, really have to be aware of. Now, over time, what will happen is the next big bottleneck will become the autonomy of the staff where you will need to then start to have leaders that can make their own decisions that then lead into the vision and the mission. So that becomes the next big bottleneck as you grow. For some businesses, it can be under 10 million. Some businesses, it's over 10 million, like you know, 15 or so million. But you need to know these stages because every stage has problems and they are consistent. It's very, very obvious. I can almost talk to a business owner and within 10 minutes diagnose what stage of business that they're at just based on the problems and the stuff that they complain about. Once you understand that, you also understand the solutions that need to happen, the things that you need to work on as a leader, the things that you need to put in place for the business. And so I think that it's super important to understand that. And if you're working for a business, it is really important to understand that the size of the business matters for you as an individual. If you are someone who is high energy, fast paced, you're a bit ADD, a bit crazy, probably startup is gonna be the perfect size business for you. But you'll have to manage things like burnout. You have to manage things like taking on too much, saying you'll do too much, and not having the right systems or processes for yourself to keep you in check and make sure you're on track. Also, you're gonna to have to make sure that your communication with the leadership team is very, very clear, very concise, and also that you reaffirm stuff that the leader says. Because at a startup stage, the leader will be running around saying things like, I need this to get done, I need this to get done. Oh, we need to change this, we're moving in this direction, and they'll be changing a lot. 
So then you have to make sure that you ask the right questions, help them to prioritize. So what I tell my team is sometimes when I'm like that, just ask me, is the thing that you gave me before more important than this new thing? Or is the new thing more important than the old thing? Because if they don't clarify that, I assume that they're doing the new thing when they're working on the older thing that I also need done. But in my head, I forgot about the old thing. I'm onto the new thing because I'm onto the next thing that we're trying to move forward. And so then sometimes I can get pissed off and then the staff say, but hang on, you said you wanted this done. Why now am I getting grilled for this other thing that's not being done? And I go, oh yeah, shit, I forgot that I asked you to do that. So I've had to train my team because as we're in that scale stage, as I'm moving into more of a leadership position where I'm building a leadership team, putting in management processes, putting in systems, plus also still doing sales, marketing and all those things, and a lot of the content delivery, while I'm doing that, I've made sure I've trained my team in communication so that they can communicate effectively with me because I can be a little bit erratic based on the stage of the business that I'm at. So some staff are really great in that position. Some staff we've had can't handle it. They resign within two or three weeks because they're used to working in a large organization where everything moves slow. But they have to understand that in that large organization, everything moves slow. So if they want to change or update their computer system, it's going to take them three to six months because it's got to go through all the right channels, all the right funnels. They've got all this red tape. Things need to be ticked off. Things need to be checked. There's going to be a lack of collaboration in the teams. There could be a lack of coordination in the way that different departments in the business work. These are all part of a large organization and the problems that they have. So you have to understand what business you're working for. If you're a manager and you're listening to this, again, this is really, really important. If you're in a startup business and you're a manager, things move fast. Everything has to be done yesterday. Things will be moving quick. So you're going to have to grab a lot of things, juggle a lot of things, and you're going to have to prioritize quite a lot. For me personally, as a leader in our team, and I know Jess, my wife, has now moved into the CEO role of the company, which is fantastic because she's definitely way better suited to that role than what I am. What I found was that when we work together, we prioritize our diaries anywhere between three to six times a day. And that's reprioritize them because stuff changes quickly. So as her as a manager, if she's consistently reprioritizing the day based on what are the new important priorities, things work really, really well. When that doesn't happen, and in the past where she's got locked into a way of thinking and I just need to get this one thing done over the next couple of days, other things can start to fall apart really, really quickly. So managers have to be adaptable in startup. If you're in a larger scaling organization, then things are a lot slower. You're gonna find like there is a lack of cross collaboration. There is a lot of red tape. There's a lot of bureaucracy, a lot of bullshit, a lot of undermining from politics. And it's gonna be about, you know, who kisses whose bum and who does what. Whereas in a small business, no one cares about that stuff. Okay, I've had old staff members try to play that shit out in a small business. It doesn't happen because I just go and talk to everyone like five or six times a day. So you can nut out really, really quickly who's bullshitting, who's not bullshitting, who's working, who's not working. It's very, very obvious. So I wanted to share this today because I think there are a lot of business owners out there and a lot of people who work for businesses who get stressed out quite a lot and complain about the business when it's a business, it's like complaining about a child, that a child, when they're newborn, that they shit their pants all the time. Well, that's what newborns do. Like you don't have a baby and go, shit, I've got to change nappies all the time. No kidding. That's what you signed up to. If you work in a small business, a small business is like a newborn baby. It's going to shit its pants all the time. And so you have to be adaptable to that. You know, the cycles of human growth and human evolution are very, very similar to business growth and business evolution. And so you've got things like a teenage business where things will start to grow out of control and they grow really, really quickly and you've got to keep your eye on them. If you're a leader and you start to think that money's coming in and everything's great, 
and now everything's being autonomous and you don't have to rock up to meetings, you can do whatever you want. Shit can get out of control really, really quickly and the business can die. These stages, I think, are crucial. They are crucial. If you work in one, if you lead one, if you own one, crucial. Because once you understand them, you understand what can go wrong, when it's gonna go wrong, and then how to fix it and how to work on it. And should you do that effectively, things will keep scaling. You won't be as stressed out as what you might be right now if you're working in a business. You understand that you signed up to that level of business, that's the way it's gonna be. You know, my mum works for the government. Now the government are a very, very, very big, heavy organization where everything moves slow, nothing moves fast. When she says I'm working flat out, that doesn't really mean I'm working flat out at startup phase. I think in startup phase, if I put my mum into my business, I reckon she'd have a heart attack in the first week because she just couldn't adapt and change and flick things around really, really quickly. Just couldn't do it, I don't think anyway. But if she put me in the large organization, like a big, heavy government department, where everything moves slow and there's a lot of red tape and a lot of internal politics and stuff, I reckon I would go mental in the first day. I'd probably smash a photocopy and throw one of the computer screens out the window. I definitely couldn't do that. So anyway, I hope that this helps Driven Mofos. If you haven't jumped across to our Facebook group, please make sure you jump across to the No BS Business Hacks on Facebook group. It's a free group. You can join it if you're a business owner. I put in a lot of stuff in there each day around how to grow your business, some of the things that you need to learn, talk a little bit about my journey and my story as well so that you know everyone can grow. That's the goal of that group is so that everyone can keep growing so that I can keep helping business owners to keep scaling so they understand. Also, if you haven't done so as well, please remember to recommend this podcast to one person every week. The numbers are going up. So I have to thank each and every one of you who has been sharing this with your friends, your family, your colleagues who's been rating the podcast, who's been reviewing the podcast. It's been absolutely epic. This community is fucking sick. I honestly don't believe that there are a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of speakers out there. There's a lot of coaches. There's a lot of business coaches. There's a lot of people giving advice out there, but I really think that this community is absolutely epic. And I believe that because everyone that I meet from the community is pretty chilled out, down to earth, and they want to succeed. They want to do better, which is why we call the community the Driven Mofos, because I wanted to keep the lazy people out of our community. I just wanted to make sure that I could help people that really want to be helped and want to grow and want to excel. So if you haven't done so, please jump across to that Facebook group. Also remember to share it with one friend or family member or colleague or something in the next week as well. It's highly appreciated as well. Let's keep this podcast getting out to more and more people. All right, stay driven, driven mofos. Keep kicking ass. Have a great day.